Welcome back to the Mind Body Mentor Podcast. My name is Steven Jaggers and I am your host. Today we have a very special episode. Uh, I'm going to be dropping in with my buddy Andrew Huvar. We both just got back from Sacred Sons Convergence and let me tell you it was a transformational experience um, to say the least. Uh, We're going to get into all of that men's work, um, some real juicy topics for you. So without further ado, we're just going to get straight in it. What's up, Drew? (laughs) What's up, Jaguar? (laughs) Man, so it's been, what, like a week and a half since we got back? Yeah. Maybe even two weeks now? Yeah. How are you integrating? It's been a powerful integration. It's been full Mm of action and and movement and getting things done. Um, Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's been a productive one. I feel that, brother. It's been nonstop since I've gotten back. But I'll tell you this, that everyone, especially my clients and the people that I, and my, you know, my girlfriend and a lot of people have just said there is a tangible difference in my energy and I seem like I've leveled up Mm. since coming back from that experience. And I have like energetically, um, the stuff, the, the gigs that I've been calling in the, um, just the way I'm moving around in my life, man, that was a, an absolute reset and an up leveling for me. Yeah, I feel that brother. I mean, I can relate. There's, um, it's very subtle, these shifts that we experience from doing these, this deeper work with all these men mm-hmm. and these, and these massive gatherings. And, um, yeah, we're really embodying a, a deeper sense of our truth and, a and a more, uh, a more authentic expression of who we are through doing this work. And, Sometimes it's hard to put our finger on it and really nail it down what it is, but people can experience it within our presence. Yeah, you just experience it within being in our in in the field afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like not it's not necessarily a um, a direct physical change or something that you like notice right away. But let's get into you know what is men's work to begin with. Like why why it's necessary right now? I know it's a broad topic, but yeah, this is um, this is a topic I like because I feel like we're all um, kind of defining what is this healthy masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's what men's work is about. Is um, you know we're kind of stewarding in this. What does it mean to be a man in this day and age now? As um, you know that these patriarchal systems are collapsing and um you know there's new life emerging on a collective level well like how how is the man evolving to meet that and uh i feel like it's you know there's it's almost subjective as well you know to each individual's experience we all get to define that for ourselves and and what that is but we have some kind of um guiding points and and stuff like that yeah it's not like each man is, is coming in to do this work and they're all put through a cookie cutter thing. Mm-hmm. We all get to be seen and have our story heard and put through some sort of like rite of passage, i.e. shadow work. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's kind of the flow. I mean, in a nutshell, like what the I feel like the men's work is and how I facilitate is like we just create these safe spaces for men to be seen, heard and supported 
and their authentic expression. And then we um, we create these, you know, these rituals and these these ceremonies and these these rites of passage, if you will, to allow us to connect deeper to um, to our emotions and connect deeper, you know, find more clarity on on what our purpose is and um, you know what is your unique expression of truth and how can I support you in embodying that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really feel like these containers create, these gatherings and these, these men's circles and these retreats and these online courses around, um, you know, healthy masculinity. That's really in a nutshell what it's about. And it's, and it's unique case by case by case. Each man's truth is different. Each yeah. man's, um, you know, authentic expression is different. And um, we're really here to become sovereign, our own, our own authority in, in, in respect to life. And that's what we create as containers for men to step into their own inner authority, essentially, mm-hmm. and connect deeper to who are you really, right? Yeah. To be seen in our, in our shit, mm. in, our, in our, our shadow, all the stuff, all the secrets that we've been holding right. from the world. To be seen in a safe because that's that was one of you know a safe container and i don't know why but when i when i hear that it doesn't really register as much as like when i'm feeling it and i'm in that Mm -hmm. area you know like you i think a lot of men don't realize that they don't feel safe right like i'm safe bro i can fucking protect myself like i can fight anybody Mm -hmm. That, that doesn't mean you're safe Right. That doesn't mean you actually trust the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're actually connecting on a heart-to-heart level with, with other men. And if you're not doing that with other men, you're probably not doing that with your family mm-hmm. or your, your spouse or your significant other. So the cultivation of that safe space, that non-judgmental space, do you feel like that's what, I don't know, facilitates this great transformation? Yeah, that's got a lot to do with it for sure. Um, as I feel like as men, we grew up and we were taught to like really not feel our emotions deeply and to express them or to stretch into these areas that um, that may be uncomfortable for us or to kind of really go against the grain in areas. And within these like safe containers that we create, we do it in such a way that's very is very sacred and very ritualistic and mm-hmm. ceremonial. So like this energy is cultivated in that space that just allows men to <clears throat> to open up and to really lean into expressing themselves authentically and really digging deep down and feeling these feelings that they may have been stuffing down for a very long mm-hmm. time and and yeah, there's there's something magical about it. It's hard to really yeah. really say, you know, what is you know safety is a big thing to all humans it is but to be around a group of men and feel safe and being able to express yourself without biting your tongue like Mm -hmm. there's a whole other level of growth there there's edges and that's like what men's work's all about it's like going growing past these edges and then feeling the support of that container of that brotherhood Mm -hmm. and then they're there to support you in your unique expression and your development and your growth regardless of their beliefs and their ideal ideologies or whatever that's like all put off to the side like you know we're family we're men we're all we're, we all bleed the same we all breathe the same air let's all come together and let's support one another let's grow together 
the big thing that I realized and I noticed within just my relations of being there through, you know, the week was that the deeper somebody showed, the deeper a man showed me of his like authentic expression or, or maybe his, you know, what he's holding back from the world or, or, um, what he's just going through, you know, the more I felt connected to him, Mm -hmm. the more I felt like I could trust him, Mm -hmm. the more I felt like, man, this guy is showing me all parts of himself. I know who he is. I can see who he is. Right. And therefore I, I, I felt so connected to him because how many times are we walking around through this, you know, world where we are connecting to people, but we're really just wearing this mask, you know, this, um, we're wearing the, uh, social media version of ourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, and most people don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, you may think you trust somebody, but you don't fully trust them until they, they show your shit mm-hmm. or they show, they show you their shit and their, you know, some of the things that they're moving through and their vulnerabilities. And, and that just like, that just blew me away a little bit, mm-hmm. that aspect of it, because, and I can speak on my own process a little bit, you know, being a facilitator and coming in there, um, you know, it was my first year there. I've done, I've done some of this work with you and, and, you know, I've been on a, on a healing journey as well and, and trying to figure out what healthy masculinity looks like. Coming in there my first year, not really knowing what to expect, still being a facilitator and holding space, uh, you know, there was 150 men. We had four groups of around 30, um, 30 to 40 or so. And, uh, you know, I, I was holding space for a lot of these men that were coming in. We had four facilitators, there were 30 men. Each man had a chance to jump in the center of the circle and to be lit on fire, basically, you know, like to be um, in the middle of the circle, divulging your deepest, you know, secrets, um, and really being seen. And through that holding space, I could tell a lot of these men didn't fully trust me because they had never seen me in my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was and that could have also been a projection of my own internal world. Like I, I'm sure a lot of these men did trust me. I, I held them mm-hmm. through their whole process and, and a lot of the facilitators, I helped them. I kind of just sat back and watched a lot of it, how it went down. Um, but I could feel this like, wow, I could see all these men just connecting on these deep levels after having these huge mental breakthroughs and physical breakthroughs and, I got to the point where I'm like, dude, fuck, I need to jump in the middle. I need to be seen. I need to have these brothers know who I am on a full spectrum level. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, I was I was probably the last one. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I did that, it was like, damn. <laughs> I feel so fucking connected to everyone here in this tribe, in this community. Mm-hmm. And man, if we could bring that into our, our, our cultures where people could see us in a vulnerable state we'd have that much deeper of trust for each other. Right. That much deeper of a connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could speak on, on your process a little bit or. 
Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. There's this, there, there's a piece that I've been kind of wrestling with a little bit is this idea of like vulnerability that I kind of want to touch on. Um, there's, it's kind of been like, oh, well, vulnerability is the new strength. It's kind of like the new tagline out there. Yeah. And I always like to go against the grain and like to challenge things. And I think that's what a lot of men's work is about is like, mm-hmm. you know, confronting things and challenging things and, and, um, like vulnerability, it's, it means that we're exposed and we're, we're vulnerable. We're, we're, we're opened up to being, you know, on a physical kind of reality, like injured or, you know, yeah. attacked in a sense, there's that opening up, <clears throat> but really I want to kind of like twist that word now and think about it as like kind of exactly what you were sharing. It's, I like to think about it now as more of like. I don't want to be vulnerable in the sense of like you like my like my weak spots are showing mm-hmm. but it's more of like I want to show you me being like fully honest like complete mm. honesty and like honoring myself through my process my journey of life and just honestly expressing that and being very authentic in that expression and mm. I think that is the strength is being able to be honest right and like that's what we want to see is just men being honest, like owning up to their shit and like expressing themselves very honestly, very authentically. And through that expression, it's like, wow, I really know where this dude's coming from now because he's mm-hmm. like, he dropped all the masks, he dropped all the facades. And now I can really see like where this man stands in his, in his own journey, in his mm-hmm. own process. So like there's that piece there that I've been kind of dancing dude. with the past couple of days. It feels good. Right? <laughs> so... Man, that makes so much sense. It's like, yeah, vulnerability is strength, but not in the way that we think of it as like, oh, you're vulnerable, you're weak, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this place of weakness. No, vulnerable vulnerability is being the fullest expression of yourself mm-hmm. in your honesty, in whatever you are moving through, and you're not holding anything back from anybody. Mm-hmm. You're showing everybody your 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 fullest self. Yeah, it's like a and de-armoring. Is, it's a de-armoring. Right. And that is strength. Mm-hmm. Damn. But you have to be in a safe container to get to that space, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that's what we work to cultivate in the men's work is create mm-hmm. those spaces. And and when you when you are able to go there and you're seen in your in your vulnerable state in this in this most authentic, honest expression of who you are, and you're accepted by all these different men from all around the world, different walks of life, there's an empowering aspect to that that mm-hmm. you feel like oh, I can take my armor off and these men still accept me. They still love me. Even though I did all this shit in my life that I've been beating myself up for and stuffing under the rug and hiding in the closet, but they still love me and they love me even more now because I brought it up and out and I was willing to feel that emotions that I was trapped, that was being trapped in there. And like moving, and then like there's a physical, like you can feel that emotions come through. Like you have great emotional intelligence and you know how to hold space and you've worked with people energetically. You can physically see this energy moving through this person during the process and coming up and out. Mm. And it's like, yeah, those stagnant emotions. Like we know it's just energy and motion and we stop that. We create stagnancy there. And like what these containers do is like we allow those wounds to open up and we allow the energy to move on its natural course, its natural path. And there's great healing for everyone. The guy that's being seen, the one that are witnessing them, and yeah. then the guys that come in to support him. There's like fuck levels of healing all over the place it's in that the experience. Whole thi- yeah, 
everybody's being processed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through deep transformation, no matter where you're sitting. Mm. It's it's incredible. Ooh, yeah. It's really hard to touch on with words. It's more mm-hmm. you really have to experience the work for yourself to really kind of yeah get an idea of what this magic is that we're trying to interpret through language (laughs) yeah absolutely and and it's amazing just to see on a physical level by the end of you know the four days three days we were there for like five days but um to see how tall and like people's posture Mm -hmm. and, and and just to see the glow in people's eyes after getting that whatever stuck energy that was in the body, whatever that suppression was going on, you know, or maybe it's just like, I'm afraid of being seen without my armor mm-hmm. to see how people were walking around and, and given permission to like express themselves fully. Like when I do one-on-one sessions, that's what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. is get people to move that stagnant energy, whatever that blockage is inside of them. The, and usually that has to do with some shit that they're holding on to. Right. It's not the love and light, you know, mm-hmm. it's the shadow. It's the, the aspects of themselves that they hate, mm-hmm. that they keep secret, that they hold back. And then it's like, it's densifying, it's calcifying into a physical sort of dis-ease. Mm-hmm. And imagine if we were doing this on a you know a weekly basis where we just had these circles where people can express and be mm. seen, and it's like um, it's almost like a collective processing of this stagnant energy that keeps us all healthy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we keep our energy in check. We we have these ritual containers where we feel safe enough to express whatever we're holding on to and get it out and be seen and move through it. Right, it's like it's like food for our spirit, man. Oh and, my God, it is food for our spirit. And then like the there's a part there that I really like because I like you know like the yin and yang, the light and dark, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know we could say like the light is consciousness and the dark is more of this this matter. Yeah. And like there is like this this idea of like well this darkness is like the emotions, <clears throat> is these stagnancies within our bodies Mm -hmm. is it's it's like this grounded physical experience (coughs) that we're having here on earth and it's important to for this is my own perception of of the work and and of life and you know like it's it's important for us to explore these darker sides of ourselves you know Mm -hmm. and not just put on this front of like all love and light bullshit right yeah so like the darkness it's important to this whole experience as well and that's Mm. like what I feel like this men's work and these containers that we create are, it gives me an opportunity to like stretch and to move into these darker places within my being mm-hmm. and feel like really begin to feel and unearth these, these deep emotions that are within my body or these deep, deep traumas. Because and that's where your power, comes that's from. where it is. So there's like a reclamation of going down into the dark and like excavating, mm-hmm. you know, the inner terrain of my being and unearthing this gold and then like unifying it with the light, with the consciousness. And like through that, that's how I experience wholeness through this work. And there's like, there's a place for this dark side of my masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, just as like, there's a place for my light side, but they both get to dance together. And if I just Mm. ignore all this dark side of myself, this matter dense stuff, 
Like, I'm not going to be able to come into my fullest expression, my fullest power, my fullest connection with spirit and the earth. And, like, I feel like that's a big piece of my journey through this is, like, men's work is like a dojo for me to explore my range within my darkness as well and to feel deeper Mm -hmm. into spaces that maybe I'm unconscious of. And I find these reflections within other men and witnessing other men go through their process. They give me an invitation to step into areas that I wasn't aware of before. And, um, Mm. there's a, I think there's a nice piece there of like light and dark within the work. And it's like, it's not good or bad. No, no, fuck that. There is no good or bad in my reality. (laughs) It's all valid. You know, it's all valid. And it's the integration, the alchemical marriage of both of them. Yeah. That's where your power comes. Right, right. And it's amazing to see, like, a lot of the sessions that I do, and I'll just give this out, is that, you know, <clears throat> through this, you know, I've been in spiritual healing work for a little while now, and I've seen the um, the full spectrum of it as well. You know, I'm sure you have coming from being a kundalini yoga teacher to now, you know, bridging the gap in between um both light and dark energies is that when someone comes to work with me, usually they have a specific intention and, you know, say that intention for the session, something that they want to receive is like, okay, say they want to receive like gratitude. They want to feel grateful. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, we're not going to just have you sit there and feel grateful through the whole session. We're going to have you go to the times where you took shit for granted, Mm. where you, you know, used people or you weren't grateful or you complained or you, you know, we're going to go to the opposite, the polar spectrum of that Mm -hmm. to and have you feel and really feel it in your body what it feels like to not be grateful Mm. and move through that. Right. And clear that out Mm -hmm. or like you said, transmute it into gold. Right. Where it's like, okay, you feel all of that. You know what that feels like. And therefore what you're left with is gratitude Mm -hmm. once you've moved through that. Right. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's all perception Mm -hmm. stuff that we're playing with. Because people's greatest power usually comes from their deepest, you know, you could say trauma or, Mm -hmm. you know, imprint. Right. Or, whatever issue that you're going through on this dense world you know that's you those are usually the weights Mm -hmm. that make you become stronger so you can help other people through that as well too and that's where your deep usually your deepest like purpose or um the way in which you can help other people in this lifetime comes from and if you're just sitting in that love and light area i don't know if you can speak on that coming from like a kundalini background yeah, I mean, I'd like to dive into, you know, like the lone wolf is kind of the the, the concept that like we just, as men, we can just handle everything on our own. We don't need support. We don't need accountability. We don't need tribe. And like I was lone wolfing it <clears throat> in a sense when I was a yoga teacher and deep into meditation, I was really focused on moving energy up and kind of connecting with the ethers and source and God, whatever you want to call it. And I was kind of neglecting this lower aspect of myself and my connection to the earth and lone wolfing it was just me just doing it by myself. And I realized like I couldn't do it by myself. I needed brothers there to hold me. I needed 
I needed to be seen and heard and witnessed and supported, but I wasn't allowed, I wasn't giving myself permission to go there. And that was like me just fully in my light, thinking I had all my shit together and like all I needed was my spiritual practice and my meditation mm-hmm. and my connection to God and just like focusing on that consciousness instead of like the matter, the dense reality, I would just kind of get rid of all of that stuff. Like the darkness didn't play its part when I was connecting to God and consciousness. So like I was stuck in this kind of love and light aspect for a while many years ago. And then there was something that woke me up to, you know, this lone wolf stuff once I started kind of getting into the archetypal teachings of Carl Jung and and kind of understanding this there's there's some other ways to go about doing this work and embodying and healing. Um, and what does it mean to be a man? And that's when I really began to explore my dark side more and began to uh, really challenge and confront all of these beliefs that were um, limiting my expansion, my growth, and my connection with, with other men and with the world. And um, yeah, like that's what woke me up to like, I need this men's work. And I just started leading circles just because like I knew I needed to be supported by other men in my community. I wanted this authentic connection and I wanted to like speak to things that I'm like, I shouldn't speak on because I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher or I'm like a leader within my community. So I shouldn't or show you're a guru. Yeah. Or I sh- yeah. Or like I put on this, this mask of like, I've got my shit together. Like, Oh, I've done all this fucking work with the breath and meditation. Like I don't need any support anymore. I like, I can just rely on that part. Mm-hmm. But it was like, there was something that just hit me and I needed that connection of brotherhood. I needed to circle up and there's something very primal and like ancestral about doing that. And there's, um, there's a deep connection to the earth through that process as well. And then that's what really opened me up to being like, okay, it's cool to de-armor. It's cool for me to like express my fire in new ways that may be like to begin to learn to wield my fire in a new way, essentially, and, and really begin to explore these, these darker sides of myself that I had been suppressing because I was bypassing it through my yogic work or through my meditation or through my breath work stuff. It's not even dark. It's more like primal. Yeah, yeah. that's how I look at it. It's like the light is like the guru, the God, the spirit, like my higher self, right? Mm -hmm. But the dark side is more of like this primal, very human, earthly being here now on this plane kind of experience. Embodiment. Yeah, it's an embodiment. Like how do you bridge those two worlds? Because I see a lot of the yoga community as like, oh, I want to like transcend suffering and I don't need desire and wants in this life and I just want to connect with the guru and live off of nuts and seeds my whole life and make sure that like I'm compassionate towards all living beings. It's a whole fucking facade. And yeah. there's, there's, there's like a whole belief system and ideology that keeps you trapped in this idea. It's like, dude, I'm spirit incarnated into the flesh. I didn't come from spirit down to the earth just to try to be in an earthly experience and try to get back to spirit. Like I'm here to like embody my spirit onto this earth and have a fucking human primal experience and to live life and like feed into my desires and like be connected to nature, not like close my eyes and try to escape this world and connect to some guru or God that's Mm above me or or outside of me i can bridge the gap between the two worlds and i can live here now like in the flesh and still be a part of this world but have desires and have wants and create this connection between that and that's kind of how i stepped away from the eastern philosophies and and um you know these like the veganism type stuff like these were all like cult like um ideologies that i subscribed to and then i broke free because that was part of my path and that's kind of where I'm navigating right now. And it's more of um, 
yeah, what does it mean to be to be dark and light and whole, right? Wholeness is the vibe that, mm, that I'm all about wholeness now. Wholeness is the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, brother. Went in there. What a... So through that journey, what was your physical experience like when you were um, kind of sort of trying to escape the body or, or were you were you moving through any like physical issues during those times? Like what, what symptoms were you experiencing if you're willing to go there? Yeah, I could touch on some of that. I mean, <clears throat> there's there's there was a lot of healing through that part of my journey of of going deeply into yoga and mantra and meditation and breathing and, and, um, you know, vegetarianism and veganism, like, like there was, there was healing and there was a lot of learning through that process, but it was like, there's like these extremes. Like we talk about dancing on this polaric spectrum, right? And when does the medicine become a poison? Yeah. And that's kind of what I learned through that experience is like, okay, there's a time to shift and adapt and to change and move out of that, and, and come into something new, something greater. And um, I just started experiencing like physical body issues was the main key point from doing too much yoga. Um, I was sitting and doing like three and a half hours of kriyas and meditation and breath work and mantras every single morning. And um, I just, I was like, I don't need the gym anymore. I don't need physical strength anymore. I'm on this vegan diet and like, yeah, I was feeling great for the first year or two, but then it started to take a toll on my body, digestive issues. I started experiencing um, like mental fatigue and brain fog and, and uh, hormonal issues, issues with my skin. Um, I even It even began to affect my sex organs, and, and I, I, um, that, that's where it really began to wake me up, you know? And I had like issues with my hips and, and my knees from doing too much seated meditation, too many seated postures, and not being like active in like strengthening yeah. in a sense it was like too much flexibility too much softening too much um just like my vessel doesn't matter anymore like let me just connect to spirit and i'll just sacrifice my vessel in order to have these etherical experiences of floating around and connecting with source and that's when i began to think like this is not right like my body is starting to wear and tear what am I really doing here? I'm sacrificing my physical form, my physical experience for this connection to something that's within me and without me, but there's something more here to life. And uh, that's when I began to start working out again. And that's when I began to start exploring meat again. And everything shifted in my life when I started to go in that direction. Mm. And that's when I began to open up to men's work. Men's work gave me the container, the safe space to express this stuff and and reflect this with other men to really see okay this is what i'm moving through guys like this is me being honest and authentic i'm a yoga i'm a kundalini yoga teacher i'm not supposed to be eating meat i'm not supposed to be doing plant medicines because i'm a leader in the community but i'm doing these things like there's a confliction within myself here like what's really going on and through Mm. these authentic expressions within these safe containers it led me to understanding okay like where where am i moving now in my life and giving me more clarity on what my path is and what are the choices I need to make. And uh, yeah, it's a blessing, man. Like leaving that lone wolf and coming into the pack and then being supported by the pack, it's led me to a greater embodiment now in my life and a yeah. greater wholeness of my experience of life. And my spirituality continues to deepen. My connection to the earth and spirit continues to grow. And it's because I learned to abolish these belief systems that were limiting to me at that time. 
but they can be supportive at times as well, like I discovered, yeah. right? And I just reduced it all, I destroyed it all, and I recovered the gold essence that I learned from those technologies, and I move forward now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the beauty of, of that journey for me, you know? The, the wounds became the healers for me. Mm-hmm. And then I began to share that wisdom and gold with others from what I've learned from that experience. And it was just kind of like coming full circle where we were talking about like our traumas, our, our these, these stories that we hold within our body, this is what this is like unique medicine I can bring to the world, and people are impacted by my story because like that's something very unique and and, and very honest expression, and it can support other men that are going navigating that same space, being like, oh, I'm not the only one, I'm not alone in this journey, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Is like you think your deepest darkest secrets make you like special in the world of like that's that's my shit. No one else can relate to this shit, but as soon as yeah. you express it everyone's got the same shit and they're all worried about their own shit but like there's it there it takes away power when you can like express that right and then you can be seen in that and then you can relate to others because it's like man i was dealing with the same shit bro like you were making a big deal about it for years like four other homies in the group dealing with the same exact thing as you and all of a sudden you don't feel alone anymore and you are connected Mm. to the group and you are a part of the pack now and these brothers may have some wisdom from their journeys to share with you and reflect right it's almost like people are afraid to express it because they're uh, addicted to that old identity mm-hmm. or their mind thinks that they're addicted to that old or they, they feel addicted to that old identity and they're afraid to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because it, they think that when they let it go, they aren't they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And then it just starts the growth process again. Right. right. That's the natural <laughs> cycle of that's life, the man. Natural cycle. That's what we learn from nature, you know? Is the whole like life, death, purification, rebirth. And a lot of people want to deny that this is a natural part of our existence. Mm-hmm. So they come from their ide- ideologies, their identities, their fears, and they try to manipulate that natural process to where it's like, no, I'm just going to be in the life mode. I'm just going to be yeah. in love and light mode the whole time. When the natural way life moves is yeah. you have to die. You have to you have to purify and you have to become reborn. And it's yeah. through that cyclical process when you start to like authentically move through it and surrender that process, you begin to build true power, mm-hmm. true connection to your own inner authority and true spiritual connection and understanding of what this experience mm-hmm. is all about. If you desire change, you desire death. Right. It's true. The death to old patterns, mm-hmm. the death to old identities. Mm-hmm. And it's always scary to, to, to kill off those parts of yourself that you've been holding on to so tightly. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, then you, be to ta- you begin to take on new life. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ah, I can fucking breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's... That's the medicine right there. And and it's just like as we're reflecting upon our, our journeys and with men's work right now, we'll listen to this podcast a year from now. And maybe some of my like my beliefs that I'm holding on to right now in my in my journey, maybe they're gonna come to a death and I won't even be able to like, you know, relate with this a year or two from now because like mm. that's the natural cycle. That's what I'm learning to move through rapidly through this men's work. So I know like nothing is nothing is ever concrete. Mm-hmm. It's like the truth is ever unfolding for me. It's not some stagnant positioning. Yeah. Like and that's that's the beauty of what this work has taught me is like mm. yo it's cool to like willingly step into this fire and burn away these identities and these beliefs or whatever 
because I know it's going to just nourish the soil beneath my feet and it's going to and that's going to provide the nutrients for a greater becoming of who I am to emerge from. And that's what that's like that's what I'm about now, dude. I can't get enough of that process because I know every single time there's like this subtle fear of like stepping into that fire and getting burned away. It's always there. It doesn't yeah. go away, but I get better at like just knowing the process and knowing the pattern and just committing to it. And through knowing that pattern, mm. I grow abundantly. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to grow and experience life and and have desires and wants and, and create a beautiful world of beautiful reality and, and to support and connect with other people and to bring value and benefit to humanity through my through the medicine that I came here to deliver. And that's you know, that's what all this stuff is teaching me, man. <laughs> it feels so bland just calling it men's work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's much deeper. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. I can we can go all the way off this and yeah. come back to it, you know, through it. It's transformational experiential healing mm-hmm. <laughs> through community. Right. And we do this in a men's circle. Mm-hmm. Um, because, man, we, we really are communal beings. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of our deepest purposes is to commune, mm-hmm. to commune with other humans, to commune with the planet, the animals connect to live in community mm-hmm. to be able to communicate our fullest expression of ourself mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with our loved ones to be a protector mm. That's for it. the women the children mm-hmm. for the plants and the animals to be a steward mm-hmm. connection man that's the medicine right that is the medicine mm-hmm. absolutely um <clears throat> How have you seen a direct? I mean, I'm sure you've seen a, a, a direct change within your reality. I mean, we just went through all of that, but like, what about in the relationship space? Anything specific coming through there? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's you know, there's so much growth from this work, and the way that the medicine it's really been teaching me from my own unique experience and my perception is that I'm getting better at communicating. And that was the bridge for me that was always like, that was where my deepest shadow work came through Mm -hmm. is like learning how to communicate and create connection through communication and to become more, to communicate in ways that are kind and compassionate, but also like severe and to the point and like, you know, let's get to the depths of things and, like that's carried over into my relationships. Like each relationship I've had in the past five years, I can like literally see the growth that I've embodied through doing all this type of work. And the men's work is what really brought me into this this ability to really deeply listen to my partner. Because that's a part of the work too of being in these circles and these gatherings is can you remain fully present in the moment with your presence and focusing your attention on the man that is sharing and the man that is being processed can you give him your full undivided attention and listen deeply to him listening past the words listening to his body language listening to his emotions and to the the guttural sounds within his throat what does all that Mm. stuff communicate and then that doing just that practice within the dojo of men's work it correlates into all other relationships in my life i'm able to like show up in a deeper sense of presence and stillness for whoever 
and f- for clients, for my partner, for my family. And I can really begin to listen more deeply to them and then respond from a place instead of reacting from old patterns. And that's where like now I can bridge this level of communication and connection and learn to authentically express myself and be more honest in my expression and be more gentle and kind in that as well. And that's, you know, that's one aspect that I've that's I've been seeing come through from doing this work and it continues to grow. It's an ever evolving thing, you know. Mm. Let's go into a little bit of um, <clears throat> there's one workshop and a good brother puts it on. It's called Predator to Protector. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yes, my <clears throat> dear brother Bear Heart Anamkara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the one that really processed me it was like convergence too <clears throat> and i went through that workshop as well uh predator to protector and i gotta like unload all of the shit that i've done in my life that was like predatory right and i gotta be mm-hmm. seen and heard and witnessed and supported through that experience it was like a two-hour process for me of just like owning up to all the skeletons in the closet, sharing things I've never shared with a soul before, things that I've kept to myself. And um, yeah, Bearheart, he's he's a beautiful man. He really, he's he's like the most profound presence that I've ever experienced in this lifetime. And um, through that process, I was able to just kind of dump all that shit off, realize that, yeah, that was a, th- those things were necessary for me in my evolution that delivered me to that moment, that's that moment in space and time to then shift and vow to take on a new role in a, in a way of, of a new energy of moving through the life, a more protector type of energy, right? Now of like really honoring and respecting the feminine in all of its many forms and um, really connecting, like uh, developing a deeper relationship to the earth and how I walk upon it and, and how I relate to it and how I connect to it in a day-to-day basis um, to become more of a steward of the land, if you will, and to, to become more of this, this protector role, like to, vowing to be, become a protector instead of pr- a predator. And what does that mean? And it, what, how does that show up in my life? So now it's like if I see, if I see someone that's like, um, you know, like, abusing someone else or i see the predatory stuff coming through within my my reality the the small orbit of my world then i can step through with this more protector type of energy and now i can address it now i can call that shit out and and not be afraid because that's like i feel like now that's like a duty of of who i am like if i see someone destroying nature and and i'm walking through nature and someone's like you know destroying it or being or or you know um or maybe there's like someone that's like beating their girlfriend on the street right like instead of me not wanting to be confrontational and address that issue now i feel like it's a duty of mine Mm -hmm. to become the protector and to step into that position and pull that man off of that woman or 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 stop that man from from destroying some indigenous um you know teepee that's built on this land you know whatever it may be now i feel like I have the the power and the authority within myself to address these things in life in a way that can become like a, a, a harmonious conflict that can bring about some form of natural resolution instead of just like letting it let me like pass by it and just being like 
You know, like I'm not, that's not my, that's not my business. Right. Mm -hmm. But fuck that dude. Like I want to move through the world now where wherever, whatever's in my orbit, whatever's in my reality, like I have some form of responsibility now to Mm, carry within that space. Right. And however that comes through, that comes through, right? Like, Mm. fuck that love and light shit. If I got to bring on line, some like dark warrior masculine energy through that experience, then that's what the experience calls for. And that's, and that's, that's part of the solution in that moment in time. But that's something that I would have to, um, that would come through organically. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not to say like, yeah, it's like, I'm going to call that shit out, bro. Like if you're doing some predatory shit, like I'm going to call that shit out with love and compassion and I'm going to call you in and then we're going to circle you up and then we're going to, we're going to find a way to resolve this. And we're going to find a way to bring this up and out and process whatever that deeper shit is that's fueling those types of reactions and movements in your world and then bring you back into into connection with the community and and facilitate that healing process and hold you accountable and help you become this greater version of yourself which you know is within you and um i feel like that's that's the role of the protector is like i just want women and children and the animals to feel safe around in my presence and that and, and from a from a man that that wasn't about that in my early years through going through my 20s to shifting now into a protector mode like it feels like i'm in greater alignment and greater harmony with life through that experience but i would have never been able to come into this if i didn't go through all of that shit to begin with so it, it all it all serves serves its pers- purpose you know and, and it all unfolds perfectly and yeah that was you know in a nutshell like predator to protector and like the value within that experience that um bear heart um invited me into which i am forever and eternally grateful for i think at a deep level every man wants to embody the protector role Mm. we don't want to be a predator Mm -hmm. you know i think that a lot of us have been conditioned or have gone through deep trauma that has have made us feel not safe Mm -hmm. where we think we need to take we think we need to we we don't have enough so we need to take from the women, mm-hmm. from the children, from the earth, and it's like <clears throat> a big part, a big, a big one that uh, came out for me was that you know almost every man had had uh, gone through some sort of you know being a predator in some way, shape, or form. But it's like, how many times have you been a predator to yourself? Mm. You know, into your internal world. You've, you've attacked yourself. You've been your own worst enemy. Instead of protecting mm. your fullest in body. And that was just like... <laughs> shifting sh- shifting your, your internal world from being a predator to yourself to a protector of your embodiment. Right. Of your divine integration of both of your polarities, you know? I think that's a big part of what it means for for us to be a man is like, where's your honor, right? Mm -hmm. Where's your honor? Mm -hmm. Like, do you honor, like, I honor my whole life experience. There's no part of it that I regret. There's no part of it that didn't deliver some type of gold or wisdom for me to deliver Mm -hmm. me to now. And then like, now, like, now I can honor the earth and, and, in my path and my purpose in a new way and i can Mm -hmm. honor myself and and not you know like it's just completely like flip-flopping the lens of like how i navigated through life and now it's just taking on this 
a more honorable path and a more mm. honorable walk. Mm. There was a huge part um, through Kevin's workshop that was like every human just wants to feel safe and significant. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all seeking safety right? in all senses of the word. That's word. The truth. You know, we want we want a safe place for our family when we want a safe place for ourselves we want to feel safe ex uh, to express um we want to feel safe financially you know we want to be secure that's you know level one of maslow's hierarchy of needs as well and we also want to feel significant and so being seen by all of our brothers and and being seen and um being lifted up we feel significant within the community and when we and when a human man or female feels safe and significant what they what they then desire is growth mm -hmm. all you give a fuck about is growing yeah i think there was one other thing but i can't remember it mm -hmm. but the big one is growth right when you feel safe and significant and you, you just want to continue to grow and love mm -hmm. and if you don't feel safe and significant what you crave is comfort and validation right you're just seeking to have your traumas validated mm -hmm. and to feel to find some sort of comfort right if you don't actually feel 100 percent safe and significant in your world and that was i've been sitting with that one that one's like yeah it's it's powerful profound, stuff right profound, mm -hmm. profound. a lot of people live in that victimhood consciousness right and we're yeah. talking about how continue, do you continue to want to get themselves validated mm -hmm. you know and, they're and, they're seeking validation on instagram or, mm -hmm. or validation from other people and in um their identity of whatever they are mm -hmm. um they want to feel comforted in that you know right <laughs> and it's a vicious cycle you, you get trapped in and like mm -hmm. what can not real what Kevin Wall was talking about is like, okay, well, how do we shift from that and then come into this more empowered creatorhood type of experience, right? Yeah. And that's it's a big transition. That's, mm -hmm. you know, the transitions that we've personally embarked on in the past few years. And, you know, yoga didn't teach me that stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> but now you know that every experience that you're moving through, you created it. Yeah. You are radically responsible mm -hmm. for each every experience that you go through and it's all showing you where your own work is at right where your own decisions because that's the greatest human superpower it's right. a choice yeah i decide mm -hmm. i decide <laughs> <laughs> we decide our own realities mm -hmm. absolutely right um we are creators and that's you know, there was a there was a part that there is no such thing as a trigger. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, OK, well, maybe in that sense of the word, I've, I've heard another quote, like never waste a trigger mm -hmm. because whatever is a trigger is just an experience that's coming up that you don't feel OK with because you made that decision about how you, you know, right. You made you made the decision to create that experience so it could you could either sit in that experience and feel sorry for yourself or make the choice to to change towards where you want to be right every experience is just showing you where you're at versus where you want to be right showing you your edges what you haven't integrated yet mm -hmm. yeah i look at the trigger as like 
no one can trigger you. It's like you are the one that's loading the gun with ammunition and triggering yourself. It's like pull, pulling it on your own wound is, mm-hmm. is kind of how I look at it. And we just see it, our unconscious, unintegrated <clears throat> shadow aspects, you know, per, you know, reflected from these outside, you know, outside mirrors from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the triggers, it's our own internal st- work that we're doing. There's nothing, it's, it's just a part of like integrating more into wholeness, you know, you're, this person upsets you because they're doing something that you know you could do, but you're just not doing it. And so it makes you upset that they've, that they're, you know, out there doing it. Well, why don't you just go out there and do it then instead of being all butthurt and like hating on this person? That's all it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just beautiful medicine and that they're like, it's, it is medicine. <laughs> Well, brother, we've been jamming here for a little while, and I'm, I'm sure we could drop in on so many more topics. Is there anything that um, we should look forward to from you? Anything that you're, like, you know, interested in learning right now? Anything that you're coming out with? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple offerings I'm, I'm coming out with real soon. I'm, I'm developing my own, uh, my own group uh my group kind of embodiment course <coughs> doing an eight week, uh, the art of masculine alchemy where we will be embodying the masculine archetypes. And, um, I will be, um, delivering some like esoteric transmissions within that container as well. And really it's about like bringing men online and stepping into roles of leadership and how can they show up for other men in their community and provide them with, um, you know, the tools and, and the ability to create space and, and, and to really support other men in their growth and, and hold them accountable. So this, this art of masculine alchemy, I'm, I'm going to be launching here in November one, it's going to go into the end of the year. So like really embodying these, these masculine archetypal teachings and really bringing in some of this like art of conscious breathing transmissions and this kind of primal sexuality transmissions as, as well within that container. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coming out with like the art of conscious breathing stuff and primal sexuality in the future. And um, yeah, that's kind of and more magic, like sex, death and magic is what I'm about right now. So that's Ooh, look forward to all of that stuff coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that, bro. Well, we will drop in on that soon. And uh, I love you, brother. And I love you, too, bro. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, a beautiful experience to watch your growth and and um to watch your evolution bro yeah it goes both ways brother it does, you dude. inspire you've, me you've, as well bro you've helped me so much and mm. i know it, it goes both ways so um yeah we'll, we will uh continue and, and drop in on more podcasts here in the future thank you all for tuning in shoo, shoo.